everyone to another episode of the wedding photo podcast this episode is brought to you by ie photo rentals ie photo rentals is a rental house located in pomona california and they serve the entire inland empire um, they serve los angeles orange county uh, any, anybody from anywhere can come and rent from them obviously uh, but they have everything that you need for your next project for your next wedding um, they have audio gear video gear photo gear everything you need um, you can go on their website at iephotorentals.com and check out what they got um, and of course everybody down there is just really great and really helpful you can uh, bring your equipment down there and try some stuff out and see what they got and if you go down there and mention this podcast they will give you 10 percent off of your next rental so go check them out and a big thank you to them so thank you guys for joining me on another episode. I'm really excited about this episode. Um, I know that I haven't been doing them as frequently, um, but sometimes you just get busy. It's just, that's life. We've been busy uh, busting out some some wedding edits, uh, some films. Um, we just started a new project with our son doing some YouTube videos, so we've been busy with that. And uh, not everything's been work, 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 but, you know, we got a bunch of stuff going on and, you know, we're trying to do as much as we can. We like to we like to stay busy. We've been doing some videos with our son. I've been doing some hiking. Maria's been doing some baking. And uh, yeah, everything's been really good. But in the midst of all this, I got to sit down with an old friend um, that I had the pleasure of working with for many years. Uh, when I worked at this photo studio, and he is one of my biggest influences. Um, every time that I had a question about photography, he was one of my go-tos. He was one of the persons that I went to and asked him anything uh, photography-related and how to handle certain situations. And because he's been in the game for a really long time, and um, and I've always trusted him. And you know, he's, he's never given me bad advice and he just knows the whole world of photography inside out pretty much. So I'd like to introduce today's guest, Dave Zimmerman. to actually get to hang out with well, you. Well, yeah, that's right. I, 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 I denoted the underlying, uh, you know, when you <laughs> sent me a text, I'm like, podcast, talk photo, yes, this is the, the inevitable meeting that we've been talking about yep. forever that, you know, and you just throw me in front of a microphone. Yeah. Maria's got a gun to my head right now. Hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, You're it here. worked. I'm here. here. I'm here. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I thought it'd be nice to have you down here. You're like my... Uh, uh, one of my oldest photography friends and um, one of my biggest influencers. Uh, when I talk about like stuff that I've learned in the past from my mentors, a lot of the times I'm talking about you 
because I was always able to go to you and you've, you've been doing photography like your whole life. Well, it seems like your whole life. Pretty much. Yeah. So, I wasn't born with a camera in my hand, but you know, you might as well, have been. might as well. Have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But when you talk about all the stuff that you used to do, like, uh, you told me you used to work for the, for the camera department in Fedco, right? Yep. Yep. Oh. That was, that was my humble beginnings in photography. Yeah, Nobody on here knows what Fedco is. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows what Fedco is. I used to wear a little blue vest. And during Christmas time, I hated it because they would pull me out of the photo department yeah. and I'd have to go to the main checkout and sit there and bag all the people's purchases because they get busy at Christmas yeah. time. And with Fedco, you had to, everything was in paper bags in and they would, you'd have to staple it shut because yeah. this, and then you put tape oh, over yeah, it on top of it. That. Yeah. <laughs> this was the pre uh, Costco swiping the, uh, swiping your receipt days. Yeah. But yeah. And yeah, that was. Yeah. I, I learned a lot there. Uh, it was, you know, that was my my very first job. So, um, you know, I, I get thrown, you know, I was like, oh, how would you like to work in the camera department? And I was like, well, yeah, we see you have an interest in photography. So I started working there and I was like overwhelmed because that was the day with, with AE1 camera, Canons yeah. and all the other cameras and I knew nothing. And, you know, I would sell cameras to people, you know, they're making their purchase and there was so many more people. There's a, I learned a lot about cameras, retail cameras from a lot of other people. There's yeah. a lot of people that were very knowledgeable there. So I was like, you know, I was like, somebody would ask me a question. Well, you know, is this, uh, what is aperture priority? And I, that day I was like, um, Hey, can you, what, what's, what, can you help this customer out? So, you know, I felt like I was always pulling people away, but yeah. That's how I grew and that's how I learned about, you know, I learned what's going on with photography and cameras. And I mean, that was in the glory days of film when yeah. there was all kinds of cameras yeah. out there. And, and were you processing film there too? N we didn't process film, but uh, a buddy and I, they had, that was when Kodak was, was, uh, was doing film developing still. So I remember when I worked in the photo department, him and I, uh, we worked together at San Bernardino Valley College. It was just right across the street. That was my that was my high school, my my uh, my college work job. So um, we would, at the end of the day, we'd have to pull out all the film bins and then take them to the loading bay where they got shipped out and processed. Yeah. So that was that was before the days of of, of film processing in in stores. Yeah. So you had to ship it out. You had to ship it out. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. There was either there was you know several different Kodak labs at that time, but we'd have to you know write up people's orders and do all that, sell cameras, sell film. But you know we just we just could sell. They just had you know in that they had department checkers, so they yeah. you know pay for the stuff there or whatever. But I mean back in those days for uh, like a department store kind of place, it had all all kind of equipment. So I mean you know. And what got you in? What got you into photography beforehand? How'd you get end up end up there? Well, photography it all started with my mom. Um, you know, my mom was. We've got scrapbooks back from the day with my grandmother. I mean, we've got, we've got literally my mom. I mean, she. If you want to find out when something happened, a lot of times, you know, we would pull out the scrapbook. Yeah. Well, let's let's take a look at that and see. Oh yeah, and her scrapbooks are all chronological. She still has them today. They're all on the shelf in the living room, and they're all by year, and it's just like she's religious about them today, this day. And my mom still shoots film. Yeah. She still films. She has a Olympus point-and-shoot camera, and she still film, shoots film. We have got her a little digital camera, but she just likes taking her film to Walgreens. <laughs> 
and they do such a crappy job. But you know, <laughs> but she like so it started with her with uh, she she always had all the family scrapbooks back from you know her 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 parents were born in Minnesota and some of her the relatives came over on wagons from you know during the eighteen hundreds yeah. and they settled in that area so they always had cameras and take pictures so my mom got passed down though so she was always kind of like the 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 storyteller of the family with taking pictures so I guess you know I at some point I picked up the camera I was probably like when I was eight years old and I I would borrow her camera and take some pictures when we go on vacation and stuff and so that's you know that's when the bug kind of hit for photography so and I just always liked photography so that's you know when I went to Valley College, I got my degree in photography, so I just naturally went for, you know, I just went to Fedco and got a job as in the photo department, so I've been photography ever since then. Yeah. So it's, you know. Is that where you learned most mostly about the cameras and stuff when you were at Fedco? Uh, I learned about, a lot about cameras. I mean, you know, since we had all kinds of different brands there, I learned the different brands um, I learned basic photography, but when I was, I was going to school at the time in Valley College and I was taking photography classes. So, um, I, I had to learn that there. So, but I just didn't know how to sell people, how to sell cameras, Yeah. how, you know, you know, I knew I had to learn what, what button did. I mean, I had all the basic knowledge from, from taking photography classes yeah. is just trying to translate that information on how to make this camera work and you know learn all the different what's what buttons do this or that you know on the cameras and so i mean there wasn't very much you know you didn't have to really sell people you just had to sell to them you didn't have to you know yeah give them what were the killer cameras back then the ae1 the canon ae1 um um nikon had their i got one one right over there there it is yeah (laughs) The the AE one, uh, Minolta had their X seven hundred or the different series. Then uh, every all the different manufacturers had their own yeah. had their own camera back in those days. But Canon AE one was probably the camera back then, so that was the did major you, uh, seller. Do you have any perks from working there? Did you get like discounts on the cameras or anything? No, we really no. didn't get any discounts. So <laughs> <laughs> what was what was your first camera? My first had? camera was an Olympus OM ten. Uh, that w- I got that in like 1980 after I had saved up some money when I became an Eagle Scout. Some of my gift money, I took that and I bought a camera with yeah. it. That was before I was working at Fedco, so that was my first very, my very first 35 millimeter camera. Yeah. But my the very first camera that I had was a 126 Hawkeye Kodak Hawkeye, the little mm-hmm. with the little cartridge film. That yeah. was my very first camera, and then. I think after that, I, I got like a, a, a box camera. There were still box cameras available with it shot 620 roll film in it. And I, I, I got one of those and I was playing with that when I was, you know, a kid. And that back when you could still go to the store and buy black and white film. So that was, I sh- would shoot black and white film. It was a square, square pictures. I would take that and just shoot whatever, you know. And go on vacation and shoot with it, but and you had to send them out to get processed. Yeah, and everything. send all that out. Yeah. That would that would back in those days. You could you could you there was color film and black and white film. So you just took it to the lab wherever you're gonna go. Usually it was like some sort of store, like yeah. you know, thrifties back in those days. Thrifty did film developing. Um, Fedco did it. There was that was before the days of Costco. Yeah. So there wasn't those kind of places. Yeah. So 
That must have been a treat going to pick up your your film, right? Yeah, you go to thrifties, then it's just like pick up your pictures and yeah. get some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that's so different than today. I mean, today you're just looking at no. That's there was the there spot, was you know you could you like could a, yeah you could buy film everywhere and just about every every place. But you know there was like there was like department stores like Woolworth and places like that. But uh, you know I just feel like uh, actually getting to see your photos became like an event. Of, of the day kind of thing oh yeah no yeah. it was but i mean the real magic is when i was going to college seeing one of your own images that you you processed the film mm-hmm. we did we did color and black and white uh film processing yeah. so uh you know loading up your your 35 millimeter film on the reel in yeah. the dark putting the chemicals in and you get the negatives out and then you get to take your negatives put them in the enlarger and actually make a print take the print and put it through all the chemical process and you got a final print. How I mean, did the enlarger work? Well, you just you just have uh it's basically just a light yeah. with a lens that focuses it. So you have the light above the carrier, yeah. you would put your negative into a carrier. It would like open up and sandwich down yeah. and then the lens you would turn on the light, the lens would project onto your easel. Yeah. And then you would get, you know, you would turn the light on you would have you, there was a little thing you would you know film has got grain to it so yeah. you would use something called a grain focuser because you would sit there and the image your black and white negative is projected onto the onto the easel mm-hmm. you would then get this little it was like a basically like a refracting magnifier and you put it down there and you could actually see the grain if it's sharp or if it's not sharp so oh, wow. then once you get that down there you would get you would turn the light off you're in total darkness. You would get your you get your photographic paper out, slip it under into the easel, yeah. and then you you have a timer with your with your enlarger hooked up, and you know you would uh, click, and it would project, and then you would take that. And we used to do like test strips, so we yeah. would do we would do cover up the, the the paper with a small slit with different time increments. So that way you could you would put it through a developer. So that way you could get your exposure. Yeah. Because based upon how dense your negative is, you know, it would be a longer developing time or a shorter developing time. So it was all kind of like trial and error. So I mean, they did have sophisticated, uh, like like basically like a meter that you could put down there and it would read. And it's it's not like it is today. I mean, yeah. it was when we were learning as, as students, it was all basically hands-on and you're like trial and error and you're just like you know you see what your exposure is by developing it's like oh i need you know this this little you might have like 12 different exposures and you're like looking it's like oh this little narrow strip right here that has the the good density and the good so you would try and get you know something a good representation of your entire negative from you know from the highlights to the shadows and all your midpoints in between and try and figure out what was going to be the proper exposure and then and then you could also um you could do photoshop in the dark room yeah I now i mean it's like <laughs> dodging and burning i mean you know you become good at like the the hand puppet the hand the hand figures you know you would take your hand and if you needed if you needed to darken an area you just move your hand around there was all kinds of devices that you could buy there was like fingers that would move to but mostly most people would just you know use your hand so yeah. either holding back light so it doesn't get darker 
or making your hands into shapes to darken an area to give it more exposure. So oh, you know, you put your hand under the light mm-hmm. to like, yeah. So, wow, what yeah, the heck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was it was it was like a symphony of trying to work things out, but yeah. it was like the 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 joy of seeing your your pictures. You know, it's like. Yeah. I shot this picture, I'm developing it, and I'm making a print, and I can hang this on the wall. So yeah. it's, you know, that's, it, it's like you're going through the whole process. Now, you, 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 take, you take a picture, you're looking at it on the back of your, of your camera, you're checking your histogram, and, and then if you didn't get it right, you're just like, ah, I can fix it in post. Yeah. So back, back in film days, your post was either you could either push or pull the film. So if you didn't nail your exposure... There was no save it in the dark room. Yeah. You would, you would, you you could to a certain extent, but that's why you know if you ever study anything about Ansel Adams or watch yeah. anything about Ansel Adams with Master because he he was the master of doing all those things. He would overdevelop or underdevelop, you know, based upon what he needed to, but of his zone system for shooting. So, yeah. I mean, when you're in the dark room, you know that's where all the magic was happening and. That's why that was the the thing in photography school. They teach you you got to nail your exposure. Yeah. So I mean, we would use light meters, and you know, you could see, and you knew when if you're if you we would call it if you had thin negatives. That means there's no image. There's yeah. there's, there's no image on there. You're gonna get an overexpose. That means you overexposed the. the I mean, oh, you yeah. under underexposed it. Yeah. So if you have nothing, you have a thin <laughs> negative. There's nothing there, so you're not going to get. It's going to be, you know, you're not going to get anything. If you had a dark negative, then it's going to be washed out because you're overexposing it. You're giving it too much light during when you're taking the picture. So, so what kind of tricks would you use, like when you were actually out photographing, to know if you were getting exposures correctly? Were you taking like notes and stuff? The Sunny Sixteen rule. (laughs) I still use it today. Whatever your your film speed is, back in those days we had either one one hundred or four hundred, so one hundred uh, ISO film. Um, back in those days, it was called ASA, not yeah. ISO. Yeah. So, um, you know, and that's a lot. A lot of times I'll be photographing somewhere and I'll say, you know, what ASA? And it's like, huh? I said, oh, I mean ISO. ISO. And then people still like, huh? ISO. I said, oh, the film since it, I mean. Film sensitivity? Uh, you don't even know anything about that. <laughs> so, so explain the sunny sixteen rule. The sunny sixteen rule is, if you're in bright sunlight, you would use your the film speed, which is like say for instance one hundred, mm-hmm. at f sixteen in bright sunlight. So that means you would be f sixteen at one 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 twenty fifth of a second basically. Mm-hmm. And then as your light diminished, or if you move into the shade, it would go down. So you'd go like, you know, F11, F8, or F56 in the shade, or in very dark shade, or you would be at like F4. Yeah. So, and then that would, that would get you in the ballpark with film, because film, film had, a, it had a pretty good, uh, negative film had a wide latitude. The latitude meaning, you know, the range that the exposure would hold up. Yeah. So uh, the the negative film had a what you probably had about five five stops either you know of, of of film latitude so you could be off by that much, but the uh, the what did I just what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> just lost my train of thought. Sunny sixteenth. The sunny sixteenth. So, so you could you, you that would give you a a, a safe shootable yeah. 
range that you could work within. So, yeah. so the other thing I was just I just thought about was saying where back we had slide film or commonly known as transparency yeah. film, where it's a positive image where you have the film and your 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 exposure is put onto the film and it's basically like a black and white film, but through the process. <laughs> It goes through a rever- it's called a reversal process, and in that reversal process, it, it turns your negative basically mm-hmm. into a positive. So it's a chemical process where you're you're basically shooting on a negative, but through the chemicals that the film is going through, it turns into a positive image. Yeah. So that's a lot of times you know you might hear about an old person talking about their slideshow. Well, those are slides that would you put into a film projector and you would project on the wall. That was mm-hmm. before the the uh, the big screen the, uh, the what do we that we have now that where you can put digital a digital projector, the, the projector yeah that's yeah. yeah that was back in the days the I mean a lot projector. of people probably have relatives that have their their reels of they put they put put them into a uh, into yeah. a uh, a carousel cartridge I had one of those I had I I, uh, I did a music video when I was in college uh-huh. and I was shooting on film uh-huh. and I think whatever class I was taking uh, was making us do slide film so I actually had one of those carousel cartridges. I still I, have and some. I still have those photos. Do you? Yep, all, yeah, yep, and you yep. put them on the slide. Yeah. Yeah. Back when I, w- after I graduated from from college, I enjoyed a uh, Explorer Post, and it was out at the old Norton Air Force Base, yeah. and it was an audio visual, and we dealt with all the guys, the film guys, the journalists mm-hmm. from. They used to have a division of the Air Force called DAVA, which is Defense Audio Visual. Agency, and then they had Avis, which they were two different divisions, but they were like basically the photojournalist of the mm-hmm. Air Force. So we got access to a lot of different things, and we like back back in the day, they with slide they had dissolve units. Yeah. So that way, it was like slideshows. You would have we would we had two different projectors, and we would we actually did it with music, and it would be. It would be fade in, fade out, the different projectors with music. And so we got to do different projects with that. So that was fun that I got to do, you know, when I was in, in before that was, I was still in high school doing that. So, so was, was was Boca not like a, a big, a big thing back then? Cause you know, now it's all about like shooting 1.2, 1.4. Well, I mean, back there was, there was lenses, lenses were, I mean, because, Back in the day, you 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 shot more through your mid range. You didn't shoot uh, because the film. When I was in high school, I shot. I was on the yearbook staff. I did that for two years, and that's where I learned a lot of my fly by the seat of your pants photography. Yeah. We would shoot in gyms. I mean, when we worked together, you remember how how gyms are lit. Yeah. Well, imagine shooting at uh, on film with film that's only rated at 400 yeah and we would push it to 1600 so that's two stops and and we would have you know i would i would shoot and that was our year our yearbook back in the day was that was that was 80s um was was typically the only color pictures were senior pictures so we're shooting black and white film so i'm shooting like tri-x ilford hp5s these are films that were like these are like the the Trinity films back. Yeah. I mean, back in the film days. I mean, I'm sure you probably have shot with Triax and. Well, they're making a they're making a comeback. No, now. I know, you I know. Ilford, Ilford all the time now. Yeah, no, it's so we would take that film. I shot with a little Pentax K1000. That was one of my first working camera. 
the old camera that has the needle inside or the yeah. lollipop needle mm-hmm. where you sit there, you adjust your shutter speed and your lens opening based upon uh, of what the, you know, as long as you got that needle in the center, you know, your exposure was good. So it would, you can adjust your combination of your, your uh, shutter speed and lens opening to yeah. get the proper exposure. Well, I would shoot that all the time. I mean, th- I had a, a 1.8 lens. It was a 50 millimeter. That was my... S- that was my standard. That was back in the day. That was before Zooms. Zooms were like, you know, it's like, gosh, Zooms. Oh, wow. They're, they're, they're scary. You know, you don't, because, <laughs> because they, they didn't have a lot of Zooms back in those days. And they were big and heavy and they weren't fast. Like, you, you know, you know, it's not like your typical kit now where you have a 20 to 70 to 8, 80 to 200 or 70 to 210 to 8. And it's like, you know, that fast, there, is, there was flat, fast glass, but we didn't have the capability to, to use it in really low light. Now, yeah. now when you have digital, when you got, you know, I shoot my Fuji camera at 12,500, 12,500 yeah. ISO, and it's like, <laughs> wow. It's like, if I had this back in my days with the 400 push to 1600, it was yeah. like, wow. And it's just like, you know, when I would get the, the film back from after shooting, you know, I, you know, I would shoot the film that I'm going to shoot, and like maybe I'm going to shoot the an ASB group picture or this or Campus Life. I'm shooting this with my Pentax K1000, and that was we. There was flashes back in those days. I mean, if yeah. you wanted to, if you wanted to fix your your picture in inside or low light, you know, you would have to use a flash. But we didn't, you know, with our yearbook staff, we were very limited with cameras. We didn't use flashes back in those days. So we would just like hope for the best. And then <laughs> you'd get, you know, the lab. It's just like almost like they almost had a magic wand. It's like this poor high school kids, we're going to really fix this picture. So I would get like little f- uh, three and a half by five pictures back. And I was like, oh, wow, hey, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> we don't know what you put them through to get that. <laughs> exactly. That photo. <laughs> yeah. So the one, the one, the one nice thing when I was on the yearbook staff, I remember the, uh, the, uh, the teacher, she's like, I've got all these negatives. You want them. So I've got all, I've got my high school, a lot of my high school, all the 35 millimeter negatives I shot that are in black and white. And that was, you know, I was out shooting when I was in college right after, and that I would take those negatives from high school and I did a lot of printing in the dark room. That's where, you know, I, I, I learned a lot of creative stuff in the dark room is yeah. because I took some of those old uh, fly by the seat of your pants negatives and I tried to I was like Recover oh them. I can dodge and burn that yeah. or you know you can try and fix that yeah. and just like people do now with Photoshop and were you able to bring back like dark photos or to a certain degree yeah. I mean I mean back w- with film film had grain to it so if you had those areas that didn't have enough exposure they're going to look grainy and that's that's where when people talk about I mean Actually, now a digital picture isn't, it's, it's pixelated. You know, yeah. we, back in the days, we would say, oh, that picture looks grainy. And you'll still hear a lot of people say, oh, that picture looks grainy. But that's, you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a picture term, a, yeah. a film, film term. So, I mean, if it, something looks grainy, when you would have, because we were pushing the film back in those days, we're pushing film to try and get exposure out of it. Yeah. And you're pushing the film way beyond its limit. So it would get grainy and, you know, and then if you're trying to change the magnification by enlarging it bigger, I mean, we do that too. You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to try and get a picture of that eagle that I shot with a 50 millimeter lens. You know, with the enlarger, you've got the capability. You rack up the enlarger yeah. because you have you have your enlarger and you did your cropping right there. I mean, you would, you would, if you wanted to crop something, 
you would get there you get your uh, picture in focus mm-hmm. you would raise the enlarger so by raising it you're basically in effect creating a zoom you're yeah. you're zooming in the portion you want and you would get your your enlarging easel out and they had you know whatever size paper you you know eight by ten was the normal back then yeah. but if you wanted to save you could you know cut that into four sheets mm-hmm. and you could have you'd have three and a half by fives and you could make smaller prints and do what you want, but you would rack the enlarger up and you would zoom in on a particular portion that you want to do. So it's kind of, it's kind of, when you think about it now, it's just like all the things you can do um, digitally now, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, thinking, coming from its humble roots of, uh, you know, the film days. So but essentially, you did the same thing. Whereas now, you know, we we say crawling in the cave when whenever we got a ton of weddings to edit, right? We crawl in the cave, and you know, we're gone for a couple of days where we're just editing. You're doing the same thing just in the dark room. Huh? And back when I was when I worked at the photo lab, we uh, I would process everybody. Everybody come in their wedding pictures, and yeah. I would sit there, and I kind of miss those days because I would take. Develop. I would actually develop the film myself because we had all the processing capability there. Develop the film, and then I actually would print it. So it basically, I was sitting at. I was running the negatives through. I. That's. I think why my eyes right now are. I. I. I don't have any problem with my eyes, but I'm looking down at a little little area to see the negative, and it's actually it's light. And then you would hit a button, and you would make some exposure exposure adjustments yeah. on a machine. And then it would print it through, and it would go the the print would go through all the process, and then the pictures would come out. Yeah. So that was I, that's another area where I learned photography, film printing was there. So I mean, it all started in the black and white dark room, and then I moved on to an enclosed big machine that uh, that processed the negatives on so, a larger scale. So during the film days, how many um, how many like rolls of film would a wedding photographer normally roll through? Well, when I was, I was doing that, the, the, did you do weddings too? I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. I did. In the I, film days? In the film days. <laughs> I did. That's yeah. I started out doing, I remember my very, one of my very first weddings. I, uh, you know, and it's always like everybody else starts out. It's like, Hey, um, I'm getting married. Um, <laughs> and I was wondering if maybe you could, um, photograph my wedding. You've got a camera, right? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would love to. Yeah. I've never done that before, but I, I guess I could do that. You know, <laughs> and so you, t- you take that leap of faith and, you know, it's just like, yeah, I can do this. So, yeah, I, I did that. I, uh, I, I got, I used to go to camera shows and buy equipment all the time yeah. and I bought a Mamiya 645. And was that like the go-to for wedding photography? Yeah, that was. I mean, 120. That was back back in the old days. <laughs> 35 millimeter wasn't the king. Yeah. 120 was the king. Yeah. So if you were a wedding photographer, you shot Hasselblad, Mamiya, Roly, all those cameras. That yeah. was you know, wedding photographers did that. Vacation pictures shot people shot 35 yeah. millimeter, but there was a transition back in around 2000, right before video became popular, there was this thing called wedding photojournalism. And the 35 millimeter camera came to the forefront. Really? And, and that's when a lot of people started shooting, you know, started shooting photojournalistic yeah. style because, you know, you had the, you had the full complement of, of, of stuff to, to photograph it. I mean, you had the long lenses. I mean, 
I mean, when I when I bought my house of blood, I bought my house of blood, not at the beginning of my career, but when I could afford to like twenty five hundred dollars yeah. for the camera and an eighty millimeter lens and one back, and then I bought all the other stuff. You know, you you with a one twenty film back, you have twelve exposures. Yeah. So if you wanted to shoot more than that, imagine twelve shots. Yeah. In in a in a in a you know. So you would the next investment would be to go out and buy some more film holders, and that those are like be, they yeah. can be ready to go. You don't yeah. Have to, yeah. And then I had a fancy little belt thing where you would put the put the film like almost look like a shot uh, shot holder. You know, it's a little thing on your hip, and you would put your different magazines. If you were really if you were really balling, you you had that system going. You don't wear it anymore. I don't. I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just sit in and look at it in the closet and it's like, ah, 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 next to my Hasselblad that's gathering dust. But you would you would you'd have 12 shots. So yeah. you'd have to either be a really fast reloader or you would have to have an arsenal. So, you know, I would go to the camera shows and buy extra magazines. And then you could buy a 220 magazine, which yeah. doubled your double your film capacity. So uh, you could do that. But uh, then, in like in 2000, it started becoming popular where all the posed formal pictures, people would use their 120 cameras, and then you would use the 35 at the reception. Mm. That, was, that was a popular thing. So, I mean, t- typically... Most people and then would. You could blast away with. Yeah, you could photos. exactly. Well, thirty-six. We, <laughs> oh, whoa! Yeah, well, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back in those days, you could buy twelve, twenty-four, or thirty-six exposures. All the all the big guys would do thirty-six. But yeah. you imagine thirty-six exposures at a, at a at a you know that's where the selective photography comes in. I need. Yeah. The other day, you and Eric were talking about blasting away yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine. Well, I just you know, told you, Eric and I <laughs> shot a wedding together, and we gave Maria six thousand photos. Like that was you can do that back <laughs> thousand photos. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's that unbelievable. Was like a whole career I, you know, then. yeah. That's when when I was shooting for the yearbook, you know, I would you know, it's like the yearbook advisor's like, Okay, well you, here's a couple of rolls of film. So that's like I got seventy seventy two shots and I'm trying to go photograph with a camera in a lighting condition that's way beyond its capability. Yeah. And I can only shoot seventy two pictures. And you, you know, it's not like, it's not like click, 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 click. Oh, um, let's see. Oh, no. Delete. Uh, oh, God, it's a great one. Keeper. No. Delete. <laughs> it was like, okay, let me see. Um, a 60th of a second at 3.5. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Click, 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 click. And then you get it back and it's just like, oh, yeah. So you guys are going to use this one picture? Okay, cool. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> Out of the seven. Yeah. <laughs> So what what are some of the okay shooting weddings uh, on film? What were some of the, like the issues you ran into? Um, well, people imagine imagine you're taking a little uh, roll of film, and that's in a it's a little it, it's in a little black a little everybody's probably seen the thirty five millimeter maybe their grandparents have one lying in the closet or. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can still buy no, film. Well, I know film's film, making a comeback. Analog is making a comeback. <laughs> I so uh yeah analog is making comeback there are companies out there and students thank you all the students if there's any students out there listening you're you're helping the yeah. the film industry make a comeback as i look at ulysses rangefinder magazines there hey, thank you lee for yeah. introducing me to that yeah <laughs> 
Give no, but I mean now, but now you just you send in your film and you get it back. Right, right. So they got some cool stuff where they like uh, the the labs now. They'll give you notes on your film, and then you know you take notes while you're shooting film, and you know for the next. Well, time. and there, there's so, companies now now too where you can get it. You can get it scanned, and yeah. you know it, you're you're good to go. So it's not you know there's I know there's I know Eric goes it takes an analog camera yeah. with him. Yep. Film camera. I'm sorry. <laughs> You got me on the analog. 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 We're we're politically correct. It's analog. He shot he shot a couple rolls of film at our wedding. No, I know. And yeah. it's kind of be. It was there for a while. It kind of a novelty thing, yeah. but now it's kind of making it's making yeah. a resurgence. So I mean, if you go to Sammy's camera, there's still a pretty heavy duty dark yeah. darkroom department. So. I'm I'm in the market for uh, a Rolleiflex or a Yo- yeah what's no. it called Yoshi y- Yashika Yashika y- Yashika yeah. Yashika yeah yeah Yashika 120G yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so I want to get one of those and no but it. the the things the the, th- the common problem since the film is a little co- in a little light tight thing um, if you're imagine you just shot a whole wedding and I mean it never happened to me but we had people that come in all the time you you back back with the film. All the film is basically, the film's in a light tight ca- uh, cassette. So you stretch the film across, you put it through some sprocket teeth to, to feed it on there, you hit your advance lever, okay, good, I'm on number one, I could start going. So each time you take a picture, it's going from the right side to the left side mm-hmm. into a little chamber that is darkness. If you had a, if you picked up a camera that was used, there was because of that that dark back you could have there was felt covering up there mm-hmm. you could have a small pinhole leak say somebody had abused that camera or the felt had leaked away yeah. so you're taking pictures and then you get the film developed and you see this in the the bottom corner you would see the sprocket holes are burned out and and there you we used to have back then called hipstamatic that's yeah. where hipstamatic came in because People had cameras that were cheap or, or they leak light. So a light leak was not a good thing back in the film days. Yeah. You could you imagine that light going across as you're advancing. It's in all, every single frame. Imagine that happening at a wedding. So that's why, you know. That wasn't, that wasn't cool yet? No, that wasn't cool <laughs> yet. That, that wasn't a hipstamatic thing back then. That was a no-no. Or you forget to, you're in the heat of battle. You forget to wind your film back and oh. you open up the door. We I, had people I've coming. I've like, done that yeah. for the the panoramics that we used to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used the Fuji. What is it? Six by six seven? by eight, six by seventeen. 17? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I I did that a couple of times. Or you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't uh, the shutter. You wouldn't pull down the shutter pin. Or you didn't load the film properly. Uh, oh, I know. I always loaded the uh, film properly. I, I, Come on. I, I had you taught me. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I went out there myself, and I'm up there on the ladder taking the panoramic picture of a a middle school, and I I clicked the shutter, and you had to advance the film as yeah. you remember, and the windings getting tighter and tighter and tighter, so I'm like, mm. so. <laughs> Can you hold, please? So I go down. Our two sales reps at that time were there, and they're like, "What's the matter? What's the matter?" I was like, "Well, the film doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. right. Yeah. I think there's the problem with it." So, so I had to open up the back, scratch that film, reload it properly. And yeah. what happened is, I didn't, I didn't load it properly, so it wasn't sitting properly, so it wasn't stretching across. With the arrows, with the arrows, you, you yeah. didn't meet up the arrows. It wasn't, it wasn't stretched across, so I wasn't getting the full frame. But yeah, so I mean, people would open up the back of the camera like that, expose their film, and then they would come in as like, 
I had a problem with my camera. Is there anything you can do to fix it? And oh, I was like, yeah. well, we'll develop the film. So we developed the film. It's like, it's my cousin's wedding. Or it's like, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's some special event. Oh, I mean, I'm sure people mess, stuff, mess yeah. up stuff all the time. Like yeah, that. It, yeah, it happens. So, I mean, that was, you know, you could have, you could have problems like that and you, you never knew it. So. Yeah. Man, that's scary. <laughs> scary stuff. And you really wouldn't know until you process right. it. Right. No. Yeah. That's. It. I mean, with with uh, with film, your your exposure had to be right on. And it's like imagine going to a wedding, and if you've just picked up a camera for the first time, you didn't have any schooling. Because I mean, if back back in the days when I was going to school, that was the thing. You you went to school, or you went to a place where like you went Brooks Institute. You just didn't jump out there and pick up a 35 millimeter yeah. camera and start shooting. Now it's like, I mean, people people pick up a digital camera because you can instant results. You can mm-hmm. see. You had to have a little bit of formal training yeah. to feel comfortable to even tackle a wedding. I mean, yeah. it wasn't uh, back in in the film days. There was, you know, in like the the 80s, 90s, and 2000. That's when more 35 started. You know, 2000, 35 millimeters started taking a stronghold. Yeah. But uh, not that many people tackled it because if you wanted to be a true wedding photographer, you had to use a medium format camera. Yeah. And it was, you know, you would shoot all the post pictures. You know, it was it wasn't very creative. Yeah. It, I mean, it was creative in the sense that with your posing. Um, but you didn't do a lot of journalistic type pictures. It was very posy. It was very posy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at wedding albums from the eighties there, you know, that was, um, we didn't have things like, uh, Photoshop or special effects for throwing in a star filter. You didn't have the graduated filter, I mean, uh, effect. You actually had to use a filter. I mean, back in the cheesy 80s wedding photo days, there were, you would do like a dual exposure where the film would sit in, sit in one spot. You would do something so the film (laughs) didn't advance. So you'd take one picture and then you had you had a, a picture, you would take the picture of the couple and then you would have, an, a, you do a second exposure of a, like a wine glass. Yeah. So you've probably seen those <laughs> cheesy photos of, of people with their pic, their faces like, wow, how did you do that? Oh, yeah, I'm special. I, I, you know, that was a technique back in the day. Or you would have, if you wanted diffusion, you would either take some Vaseline, put it on your, your filter, you oh, know, yeah. filter. That. That's another thing people don't use is filters, but if it, some people use filters now, yeah. but, um, you know, we, if we wanted a, there was a starburst filter where you, you would get, I, I, I know, uh, we had either a four point, six point or eight point cross. Yeah. They, the, the filter you would put, you would, it would be, I would always, that was always one of my go-to shots, but you know, it's, it's cheesy, but it was a cool effect back in the day. You would go, you know, climb upstairs and you would have your camera and you're, you're overlooking the, the church while it's going on. It's like, oh, they're getting ready to get, get ready. Okay. They got the candles. They're going to light one candle. Oh, click. I got it. The star filter with, with their lighting <laughs> the candle. The whole photo too, yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. It would look like an alien shot of light at them. It was over. That was but probably epic back then. No, though. it was back like, epic. Or you it. had the vignetting. You would have, you would, People would pay money for these these dark vignetting filters. Uh, there was a diffusion filter. I still have a few diffusion filters from film days, and yeah. they they gave a good effect. I mean, you had close up filters that you could use for the ring shots. Yeah. You know, because 120 film medium format cameras didn't have a really close focusing range. So, yeah, back when but when I was shooting a lot, I had uh, we had a regular customer that came in. 
and she had a uh, she had a wedding. Uh, she she did she was like a one stop shop she yeah. was in Riverside, and she would do she would do the the planning and sell all the wedding supplies and everything. So she was always looking for photographers. So my buddy and I that worked in the lab with me, we would shoot for her, and we were just like basically hired guns. Yeah. She would she would uh, provide the film, pay us an hourly rate. We go out and take pictures, and then we get the pleasure of developing developing the pictures back yeah. in the lab and. Uh, you know, so you guys did the developing. Yeah, we did developing. Yeah. So I, we would go out and do shooting, and then come back and process my own my own film that I yeah. had shot, and you know, print it. That was a lot of fun back when I was a photographer, because you know, I could actually shot my film, I developed it in my lab, and then I would I actually get to print it, and then you know, we would we, we'd make prints and put them in a photo album. But you and, didn't have to worry about getting the clients and all that. No, yeah. no. I mean, we had a steady stream of. Uh, working for this lady i mean she she would have all the weddings because she had she would get the she was a wedding coordinator there we go so (laughs) she had a she had a business where she sold wedding supplies and she also would work with venues to you know to to uh get set up and provide all the uh the caterers the djs and photography so she was kind of like a one-stop place did you work mainly just in the the inland empire yeah mostly in inland empire i got to go to a lot of cool you know cool venues like the mission Inn. you got to do the mission on film yeah yeah (laughs) were they kicking you out back then no 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 because you know i signed in at the at the back of the where all the hired help goes in and you know you were You know, I, I wasn't. Anymore. I wasn't a sneaky Ulysses what trying to. About? Yeah, yeah, trying uh, to. Whatever. They don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. What are you doing? <laughs> Been escorted out, man. Yeah. By uh, their security. Whatever. Yeah. No, that was. It, and, <laughs> I and, got the shot. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun uh, shooting. You know, it was it was a lot of work with ke- carrying around a medium format camera and a thirty-five millimeter, but. Yeah. But a lot of people, you know, if you weren't comfortable with shooting with a medium format camera, you would have your 35 in the important shots. You'd back it up on 35 because yeah. it was, you know, cause, but it was it was a lot of equipment. Yeah. A lot of equipment to carry. I bet you carry. look pretty badass carrying all that stuff, though. Oh, you know, it, it's, it's, not like, it's not like now where, you know, anybody with a camera can be a photographer. So, I mean, you know, we would, you know, it was like, oh, you must be the wedding photographer. You'd still get those people to come up and want to talk shop and, yeah. you know, ask questions. Oh, yeah. We still get that today. No, I know. <laughs> it happens everywhere. Or suggestions on yeah, what suggested. we should be shooting with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely that was the days of tripods. So, I mean, you had to have a tripod oh, shooting a medium geez. format camera. I mean, it's, you know. I, I I hate tripods with a passion, but, you know. Because you had to lug one around. Yeah, because you had to lug one around. It's like back with all the equipment that I had back in those days, it was tons of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you had to, you know, you with a medium format camera, that was be medium format zooms were very expensive. You were all prime lenses. So yeah. you'd have an 80 millimeter, typically like a 140 or 120 to 150. And that was your, your like your 85 and the 35 millimeter equipment. Yeah. Or a wide-angle lens, if you were really, you know, if you could afford it. Just three lens, and that's, you know, a lot of people now. That's it's basic, a three lens, kit, yeah. Yeah. Is, so in that axis, in that, that hasn't changed. T- much. Yeah, that hasn't yeah. changed much. It's you know, there's still. I think the the basic prime kit is 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 awesome. Like a thirty-five, a fifty, and a, a somewhat of a telephoto. That's yeah. you know, that's what. That's my, us. We do twenty-four, thirty-five, eighty-five. Yeah. That's 
that's good enough for us. Uh, did you ever branch out on your own with the with the weddings? I did. Yeah. I did a little bit. Uh, you know, when I worked at the lab, it was... Did you do weddings by yourself, or did you have, like, a buddy working with you? No, I, I, I did weddings a lot by myself. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Was it, that pretty normal back then? Yeah. that yeah. W- There wasn't... I mean, the big the big photography studios, they might have an assistant with them, you know, somebody... But they to, were literally to, just, like, Yeah, they were basically... Around, yeah, huh? that wasn't... There wasn't There wasn't a lot of second camera shooters back, back in the film days. Yeah. There was, you know... Back in the film days. Back in sounds analog so, days. Yeah, sounds so antiquated. <laughs> no, there wasn't a lot, um, you know, but uh, you might have somebody go along is a 35 millimeter shooter and mm-hmm. shoot the receptions. Uh, I mean, I did that. There was a there was a local photographer that I did some work with in Riverside. Uh, he's a big guy now, and he's in. He's got his name is Scene One. So, oh, you worked with him? Yeah, I worked with oh, Scene nice. One, yeah. I never met him, but um, he was shooting a wedding that I attended, and they told me, I was like, was his name Sean? No, I got the name totally wrong. It's, and uh, they told me that's the guy from Scene One, or is that his name? Yeah, that's his name is Scene. Yeah. Scene. Scene, oh, okay, yes, okay. yes, yes. But I always knew Scene One right, right, photography. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was downtown, um, and our business was downtown, the photo lab. So, yeah, I mean, I assisted with him and shot some receptions. So, yeah. you know, to help him out. But uh, I did that a couple of times. But, yeah, yeah I mean, there, I mean, back back when film days, too, um, since the civ- sensitivity of light was you had to use flash. I mean, if yeah. you're going to be shooting in the church, that was it, – it, the thing with film, too, you, the, you couldn't shoot a high ISO. So you, you, I mean, if you did, it, you'd have grainy looking pictures. Yeah. So you'd have to use flash. So that's, that's where I really learned how to use flash too. I but, mean, but in the Catholic church, they don't let us use flash. No, I know. How did you I get know. around that? Well, for the, we, that's, <laughs> that's that when before they, yeah, they that was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, uh, you know, you could, you couldn't use a flash during the, during the ceremonies unless yeah. the priest was, you know, a, the coolest priest ever. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we would always, you know, for all the post pictures, you got to yeah. use flash. So I mean, now I know there's people that try and soak up that available light that you can. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we try to not use our flash as much as possible. Yeah, no, yeah. that's. I mean, I I come from the school where a little pop of flash is good, and because I had to always use flash. I mean, yeah. we had to carry around the big Norman. The like this with a pack on it, the the mm-hmm. Norman two hundred two hundred C. I had that battery pack. I had one of those. I mean, you that's still before. Got one, don't you? Yeah, I still yeah. have one. I don't use it that often. I mean, yeah. speed lights are. Well, when you and I went and did that uh, engagement session in Joshua Tree, you had you you brought the light set up. Yeah, I brought the light set up. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're in a good lighting situation, it natural light is always, yeah. and that's when the photojournalistic started taking place when the film speeds fuji came out with a, a fuji film that was 1600 Woo. so and you <laughs> then you could push at one stop to 3200 yeah. so 3200 you started getting something and that's and that's what kodak came out with a black and white film that was called the p2 3200 yeah. and you could push that to 64 so you're talking you're talking wow so that's a yeah. black and white film all the press photographers used it i mean if you're back back in the film days there wasn't a lot they didn't run a lot of color pictures they're running mostly black and white pictures yeah. like these sports photographers so that's when the journalistic started when the film technology got better you could shoot in lower light and you could get away with it so then that's when people were like hey this available light thing looks kind of good yeah. so and that's when we we started 
doing a little retro too back in those days uh with black and white we would throw you know we might shoot like uh probably average typical for an average wedding i would probably shoot about maybe three to four rolls of 36 exposure mm-hmm. and then maybe uh maybe five to, anywhere from five to ten 120 rolls so yeah. that's you know that's only like 120 pictures so your 35 was taken yeah. over yeah the, the big, so the then big that's numbers. when a lot of people uh there was some big name photographers that started shooting you know it's like you know they they broke the mold and said hey you know this uh this 35 millimeter looks pretty good and then that's when people started saying there's nothing wrong with 35 millimeter and that's when 35 started you know this was like the the 1999 is when Nikon came out with their their D1 camera, their, one of their first digital cameras. Yeah. That was a it, the highest ISO you could shoot was 16 1600, and it was only 2.7 megapixel. And now, <laughs> and all the press guys were using those kind of cameras. So that was with the high when the high film started, high ISO film started coming out. Yeah, that's when the photojournalistic style photography started coming over. Thirty five started getting a real, you know, and then Nikon, Canon, the autofocus comes out. That was, you know, in the in the eighties and nineties yeah. when that's when Canon started taking over the autofocus market, and that's when the EOS came came out and so that's when film started making, you know, you would see a, a wedding photographer shoot all film. Yeah. 35 millimeter, all yeah. 35 millimeter film. So. That's crazy. That was, that was, that was in 2000. So, you know. That wasn't even, that doesn't feel that long ago. No, no, no. 90s and <laughs> 2000 it, people were. 18 years ago. <laughs> so tell me about your transition from film to digital. Transitioned from film to digital. Well, you know, my first digital camera that I got was a little Nikon like Coolpix camera. That was it was it was tough because I was work at that time I was working in the photo lab mm-hmm. and I was doing the weddings. I mean, I wasn't doing tons of weddings and I wasn't going out promoting, but I mean when I worked at the photo lab in downtown Riverside, that was one of the coolest places that I worked because we were like Originally, we were downtown by uh, Lake Alice, or mm-hmm. so uh, we'd have all kinds of. Uh, my buddy that started that lab, he started out doing. Uh, he left Ritz Camera. I worked at Ritz Camera with him. He left Ritz Camera and opened up his own one-hour photo, and that was during the the heyday of of film one-hour processing labs. And he was in downtown, so he'd get like real estate appraisers come in. And they would bring all his film to process. So this was like mid-90s. So the one hour, and I was still working at Ritz Camera, and Ritz Camera had was branching out with every store that they would open up, they'd put a one-hour photo lab in. So I was exposed to the one-hour photo lab. And so that's when I left Ritz Camera and went to work with my buddy in downtown Riverside. And but we would we would get all kinds of we would get professional photographers coming in. So I met a lot of great people, uh, a lot of art people. I mean, I was exposed during that time. I was exposed to a lot of cool people that were like uh, art type people, photography people, business people. Mm-hmm. Um, we we'd have a lot of a lot of cities. They did all their documenting 
Uh, we'd have city and county accounts that would come in, and they were shooting film. They were documenting and stuff. You know, that was before cell phones. Yeah. That was before that was before little point and shoot cameras. Well, point and shoot cameras were out, but you 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 think about now with your 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 iPhone or your your Droid, whatever you've got. You think about you have that capability in your pocket every time. Back in the old days, <laughs> we had to have a point-and-shoot camera. I mean, I remember when I worked at Ritz Camera, um, I worked I, I worked at many Ritz cameras, but I was the manager of the one in, in downtown Ontario on hold. And one of our big accounts was Trader Publishing, the Trader Magazine. Yeah. Well, you think about all those. That was before digital cameras had come out. So if you wanted to take a picture and sell your vehicle or whatever you were selling. That was before OfferUp and all that stuff. You had to shoot it on film. Somebody had to process it, and then it got put in the trader. Yeah. In the So I would sell them like hundreds of these Olympus point-and-shoot cameras at a time. They would come in as like, and at that time, back uh, back when I retail film sales, I mean retail camera sales, the different camera fan- manufacturers would give you rewards or perks Mm -hmm. for selling their products so and back back in that time this is like the late 80s 90s you could maybe they uh, my wife and i traveled to uh fuji we she sold all these fuji products and you accumulate the points and then you can cash it in so we got to travel to new york go to the statue of liberty washington dc all on fuji because my wife Sold the heck out of Fuji cameras mm, and won this. Now I know what, what you're all about, <laughs> Fuji. <laughs> no, well, Fuji, I'm all about Fuji because Fuji, I, I grew up with Fuji film. Yeah. So I'm just like, call me a snob if you will, and I know you will, but <laughs> I like Fuji products. So I grew up on Fuji film yeah. and I love it. So I'm not trying to sell like a Fuji commercial, but. Yeah, I just. Hey, man, you so, like what you like. Yeah, you, you know? like what you like. It's, it, it's treated me good. So. Um, and not just because of that, but anyway, so she won this contest. So we, I, I would sell, I, we sold like a hundred cameras at one time to this company, to Trader Publishing. And I was like, okay. So it's like, you think of, you, you transition all those points and yeah. blah, blah, blah. We get free camera bags, uh, different little perks like that. But th- these hundred cameras, they had, they give them to a person that would go out and take pictures. Yeah. So now that is all done with a phone, you know? So back in film days, you, you people, if they wanted, if you wanted to go on a trip, you know, now, what do you see? Any, any t- anywhere you go, you see, excuse me, you see an iPhone or, an or, iPad. yeah, an <laughs> iPad, yes. I'm sure you've had them down your wedding aisle. It's oh, like yeah. Grandpa Joe, you know, I, I love the weddings now that I've gone to recently. It's like. We would like you to put your iPhone or your phones in this basket, or please, uh, we have a uh, photographer. The those, yes, the unplugged, and that's yeah. a, that's a good thing because yeah, I, I know you've been down there yeah. where, you know, Aunt Mary's down there in the aisle, and you're getting there, especially yeah. with your style, the run and gun. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to hit you. And she, oh, you're okay. You're okay. Oh no, so, man! No, I, I hit people on yeah. purpose. No, I, I know, I know. <laughs> yes, yes. So no, no. I mean, everybody would have a point yeah. and shoot camera with film loaded in it. So you know, and now you've got you know when the phone when cell phones came out that you had a little bit of capability of taking a picture, and now look at you know me with my iPhone with ten thousand pictures yeah. on it. So yeah. you know. 
Did you ever run into issues when you were shooting like weddings with film, other other people in the crowd? Did you have your Uncle Bob's shooting? You, you know, um, it's not as prevalent as it. That's when the you, Uncle Bob's yeah. were being yeah made. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's when they were being made. But it wasn't as prevalent in film days. You know, you might get somebody with a point and shoot camera, yeah. but it's not. You know, it's it's not like everybody has a camera that's in their cell phone now. So it wasn't as bad. You you really went. You know, if you're People wouldn't want to carry a 35 millimeter. So you wouldn't see an Uncle Bob with a no. Hasselblad pop out? No, no, no. Might have no. I put my tripod here <laughs> yeah. next to you? No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have that back in the day. So you might have somebody that would pull out of their purse like a, a 35 millimeter point and shoot, yeah. but, you know, or a 110 camera. I mean, you know, 110s, that was from the 70s, but yeah. you were still, or a disc camera that came out of the 90s, but. What's a disc camera? You've never seen a disc camera before? Instead of the memory card, it was a little no disc camera came out in the nineties. It you uh, it was Kodak. Kodak uh, came out with a disc camera. You pop open a door. You have you have a flat disc. It was about the little bit smaller than the CD, mm-hmm. and you popped it in there, and it had film in it, and it was in a circle. So uh, the the film you would you would have like fifteen exposures on the disc oh, on wow. the disc, and it was like that. about basically like one. It was like a one ten camera in a circular format mm-hmm. so yeah you go to the thrift store you'll see them you can pick them up for a buck you can still see them yeah, yeah. i've still seen one yeah oh, so it's just like it was basically the 110 camera you remember the little the little 110 instamatic mm-hmm. it was like yeah. that except stretched out and flat it was it was like about the size of a of uh, just like a small wallet or yeah. you know like that and it was thin it was about that thick so it was about like that you open up the door pop the film in it was it was a little disc that had like 110 size negatives on it and it was compact it, it didn't last past the 2000s yeah. so it came out in the 90s when i so. ju- when i jumped into photography i mean i was already in the digital world so i didn't have a lot of exposure to film when i started college we were required to have uh, my first camera was a one, mm-hmm. but it was just to learn like the basics and then yeah, the exposure. Moved, yeah, and, yeah, and then we yeah. moved on, and and I never really touched it again. And you know, I was introduced to digital, but the most exposure I had to film was when we were working together, and we were doing the panoramic photos yeah. with the Fuji camera. I mean, and I'm glad we did because yeah. that was a really fun experience. No, to, yeah, yeah, it, it it's it, it's good to to learn the what you need to be doing uh, you know before you start taking pictures mm-hmm. learn the learn the basics and you know yeah a good exposure is so the 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 transition from digital it was basically um i the when the first digital cameras i got was a little cool pics and i would just like take that along with me for the 30 when i had my 35 millimeter and basically kind of that was like my phone yeah. it was like you know i was take all the pictures now that i would take my phone um, but you know, I would, I would take the little point and shoot, ca- digital mm-hmm. point and shoot camera. And then I was like, wow, you know, this is four, four megapixels. It's not too bad, but it'd be, be basically be my snapshot, yeah. my snapshot camera. If I wanted, you know, if I wanted more bang for the buck and it was digital, you know, you could, uh, but at that time it was still digital was just trying to make a, you know, a hold the, the 35 millimeter were only, I mean, the, um, the digital SLRs were only shot by the journalist and yeah. they weren't really affordable for the common everyday guy. And yeah. then one day the Fuji came out with the, the rebel and, uh, you know, changed things around. Fuji so came out with the rebel. I'm sorry. Canon, oh, Canon, okay. Canon rebel. Get it right, man. Yeah. Uh, you keep you, feeding me you this Fuji, beer. You Fuji guys. You keep feeding here. me this beer. <laughs> the beer that you brought. 
Okay. <laughs> and you just pulled one out for me that you had brought from another state. No, this one's oh, from here. Oh, this one's This one's not. from here. You yeah. did bring other The beer. next one I'm going to make you drink is from another state. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the, uh, the, the uh, point and shoot... Digital cameras where people realized how quick and easy it was, so they could take it everywhere. And then some Japanese uh, phone manufacturer is like, oh, we can squeeze that little tiny uh, pixelated mm -hmm. uh, chip into a, a, a camera mm -hmm. in, that's in a phone. And, you know, and there things changed. So Who was the first to do that? Do you know? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Nikon? No, no Nikon. So Sony, maybe? Wikipedia. Where yeah, are you? Where are you? We need to look that Maria. up. Maria. <laughs> I need a producer. <laughs> Engineer Maria, can you get on that for us? Yeah. Engineer, producer, editor. Um, she does everything. No, I, I edit these. Okay. Yeah. yeah she she doesn't want to listen to She's these. She's got way too much to do because <laughs> you really overwork her. I don't... What? <laughs> That's the, not true. The unsung hero. <laughs> So what was your first digital camera? As he segues away really quick. <laughs> my first digital camera, like I said, was a Coolpix, but my first was uh, like SLR was a yeah. Nikon D70. Six megapixels. I know that camera pretty yeah. well. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then the second one I got was a D200, and that's that had a lot of miles on it. Yep, yeah. Cool. And then my first full frame was a D700. And as you can see, I'm a Nikon guy. <laughs> Way from my film days. Until, so, until you I'm went sorry. Back, until you went back to well, Fuji. Well, yes. Until yeah. Nikon lost me. So. so what made you switch uh, to Fuji after all these years of Nikon? Well, you know, after I've, I have got all the uh, professional Nikon cameras. They came out back in 1959, 60. They came out with a Nikon mm. F. Then they came out with the F2, the F3, the F4, the F5. The F6, which I don't have, but that I I I when I I my first when I was working at Ritz Camera, I had the Olympus and it was an okay camera, but you know back in back in that day it was like everybody was like like it was the camera candy the eye candy that you wear around your neck it was it was mm -hmm. more it was it was a big thing back then it's just like Nikon Nikon. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. it's like I saw Nikon's all over the place. Well, you and saw Nikon, and yeah. you were a professional. Yeah, 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 you were a professional. So, I mean, Canons were around then, but Canon Nikon had been had a little little more presence in the professional camera. Yeah. So I bought a Nikon FM, which basically looks like my Fuji camera now. Yeah. It's all dials. You had a shutter speed dial. You moved the aperture ring to change the shutter uh, the lens opening. Yeah. You focused it manually. So I bought that camera, and the uh the very first i got it with a 50 millimeter lens my very my second lens was a 105 a tele a nice mm -hmm. portrait 105 it's a 105 2.5 but that was my second lens that i bought and that i just i would shoot i would shoot mostly i, I didn't I, that was back when primes were still you know everybody yeah. shot with a prime so yeah. I, I, I love that telephoto. I mean, 2.5. I mean, I still have it, and yeah. it's a great little, you know, I, I still like that range, 85, you know, 105. There's a lot of people. That's a good portrait mm -hmm. range. So yeah. I got that camera, played with it, and then the Olympus sat and just gathered dust, and then I started, and it's like, well, I like, you know, so I started buying used cameras. I go to these camera shows, and I bought the Nikon, you know, 
that I wanted. So mm-hmm. and you know, by back back with film days, and I still people my younger people that I work with they still you know correct you bought you bought a winder for your camera a winder yeah <laughs> so if you wanted to shoot you know like rapid fire pictures yeah. you would have to buy a winder so you know but now it's called a grip so yeah. you know it's a battery grip but yeah. that if you wanted to shoot multiple pictures you had to have a winder for your camera you would otherwise back with a film camera you had to go click advance click advance yeah. click advance if you wanted to be a sports shooter you had to have a winder so and they would have a winder or a motor drive so motor drive mm-hmm. was like faster frames per and second that's what the battery grip was yeah that's what the battery a... grip so it held batteries extra batteries and because you think but with these with these little cameras they just had a little button type battery that yeah. all it did was operate the meter so because you're you don't need you know it's not like our your sony or your fuji uh digital cameras now that yeah. drain 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 you know because no, you've got electronic viewfinder and i'm sure i heard you talking about nine batteries well i've got like three for my fuji yeah. and yeah, yeah it's you know electronic viewfinder is awesome yeah. but you know and everything it's, takes and it's power doing, and it's doing autofocus yeah. and autofocus tracking and eye tracking right. and all those things is just draining the crap out you of you know it. back back with a film camera you had your your eye was your you had to manually focus and you had to advance unless you had a winder or a motor drive to you know you to had, take multiple you had to have shots some sharp eyes for yeah that. yeah <laughs> yeah it's like if you look at some of those early sports photographers that are in sports illustrated yeah. and it's like it's amazing to get that they got with the the shots they got yeah. i mean it's i mean there was that was a that was a definite skill to be to be able to shoot sports Back in the 80s and yeah. the 70s and the 90s even. I mean, before the autofocus came into, you know, being so yeah. popular. It's, you know, you you had to, you know, they would they would do like what they call a trap focus where you would focus on a certain point and then you would wait for that, for the, the action to hit that yeah. zone. I mean, a lot of people with autofocus cameras still kind of do that today. Yeah. And you've got, you know, you've got the tracking to be able to do it. But, but that was... Now you got the safety net, yeah, though. Yeah, You know, you don't have to worry about it as much. Yeah, and you were talking about the eye tracking with the Sony, which is amazing. I've have seen that. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's, I've seen it. I went I went to the WPPI show in Las Vegas, and it's like, the you know, it's just, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. So, in, uh, in all your years of photography, what was your favorite type of photography that you did? Because it, um, it seems like you've been around and done. Yeah, a bit I've of done a little bit of everything. You know, I've I've with uh, with the my current job, I still I get to go out and <laughs> photograph schools and groups and you know whatever I want to do, sports yeah. and stuff. But I I I just like um, I just like going out and photographing. Yeah. Like the one time after you and I were working in Victorville up mm-hmm. at the the studio that mm-hmm. we had up in the Victorville, and yeah. you and I said, okay, we're going to bring our cameras. Let's, let's just go out. And we went out to those rocks out there at mm-hmm. Oro Grande yep. with the, by the cement plant out there. By the and we just, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we took a picture with me uh, with that uh, busted out uh, TV, TV screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just, I, I just, that's my, that's, that's my, yeah. you know, my relief, my go out and yeah. get rid of stress and just, yeah. you know, go out and fun photography. Like the other day I was like, I was coming back from Victorville. I was photographing in the studio up there. And so I came back and I was like, there's a spot where you can still find Joshua trees right off the 15 freeway. Mm -hmm. So drove off the freeway and I found all this garbage like you and I found that day. And I just started photographing and doing this and that. And, you know, that's, I I just like going out and, you know, wherever, where, you know, 
I, I like photographing just about anything, yeah. but just going out and photographing what interests me yeah. and, uh, you know. Well, that's what I, I love about you is that you have like a true passion for photography and it doesn't matter what it is. And if anything, that was the biggest influence that you put on me where just like that, where we would go out and just photograph whatever. Or you just said you just pull off the freeway and find some Joshua trees. I imagine you're probably out there alone, but yeah, it's no, fun. no, that's it's fun, fun to yeah, just go yeah, out there fun. and find some stuff to photograph. Absolutely. And, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, well. Uh, when we went out and you did the photo walks, when the photo walks st- started becoming popular yeah. on the Insta meets yeah. and stuff, when we went for your, when you dropped to the knee and uh, out there Laguna <laughs> Beach, yeah, proposed to Maria, yep, yeah. yep, yep. The quote unquote photo walk. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was fun. It was the, just the ploy to get everybody yeah. out there. It was a good sunset. No, that, day that was too. good. That was fun. Yeah. And I think I brought a film camera out there that day. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. process the film? Yeah, I did. Well, I got to see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, yeah. yeah, that's, you know. Do you still have all your cameras? I, I still have all my camera equipment, so. Yeah, from, from back in the day? I, I, tr- I, I traded some of it in when I bought my Fuji camera, yeah. but not, not everything. So, you know, some of those, I used to get people to come into the camera store and want to get rid of their, like, their Leica or their this. So I had one one Leica camera that I got rid of to, to be able to buy to fund my Fuji camera. Yeah. But, yeah. And now uh, you're planning on getting a second Fuji. Yep. You know, yeah. Fuji I, you know, yeah. I want to do do more with it and, you know, maybe kind of get back into the, the wedding area yeah. a little bit more. So, you know. Oh, you want to shoot some more weddings? Yeah, I'd oh, like to. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then now you got your daughter into photography. Yep. yep. I see her. She's got a camera around her all the time, too. Yep. Yep. She does. She's She's got it's. It was it was kind of funny. We were anywhere we go, and she uses her her iPhone a lot. But my sister in law gave her. Uh, she had my old hand me down Nikon. My sister in law gave her a Nikon camera, so she uses it. But it's it will go somewhere, and you know my eye is always attracted to light. I'm always looking for light, and whenever yeah. I see, so and she's got that eye. She she'll bend down and like take a picture you know to get an angle or you know when we were out on vacation she you know i started i started seeing we were uh the the sun was kind of setting behind these trees and the the tree the 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 tree got in front of the sun to create a silhouette and you know i'm like off in the distance before i could i'm off looking she's already there and she's like inches away from the leaf and getting yeah. getting that shot and that I had in my mind's eye when I was walking around but she was already there she, she already was got she, it she was on it she Dang. was on it so that's gonna yeah. feel pretty good no it does <laughs> yeah she, she she's got a really good eye and you know she's doing yearbooks she's kind of following my footsteps and she wants to do something in photography or graphic yeah. design so you know that's you yeah. ins- you instilled that little yeah, no, piece yeah. of art inside yep. her. That's good. It all started from family snapshots, so yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's where you got it from and yep. you just moved yep. it on. Yeah. Nice, man. That's cool. So uh where can people find your photos? They can find my photos at uh I'm on Instagram, yeah. so I, I need to get a website together, but I I don't have one. But you can find me at Dave Z Man on Instagram. Yep. Yeah. And I'll have that down below so people can click on it and see all your fun photos because you're always out. You're yeah. always out. Yeah. Wherever you're traveling, you're always posting yep. something. You've got to take yeah. a camera with you. The yep. best camera you have is it's the, the one, one that's got with you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So cool. Well, Dave, thanks for coming on the podcast and dropping some knowledge from the film days. You're welcome. So, it was fun being yeah. here. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. <laughs> to another episode of the wedding photo podcast um, if you guys have any questions or if there's anything that you guys want to specifically hear about on the podcast um, please don't be afraid to reach out to me you can find me on instagram at wedding photo podcast you can also find me on twitter at del toro photo i'd love to hear from you um, if you have stories that uh, that you'd like to share with me maybe you just did your first wedding i'd love to hear about your experience uh, first time going out on a wedding um, so yeah don't be afraid to reach out to me and if you guys enjoyed this episode and all the other episodes please head on down to the bottom leave me a five-star rating leave me a review it helps others find this podcast and it helps the podcast become more discoverable and it helps me out so please leave a review leave a rating and until next time we will catch you on the next one